listening to the Washington Weekly Review. I'm the Southeast Iowa Union's Kaylin McCain. It's the week of April 2nd, 2022. Our local stories this week feature city codes, county budgets, and trains, but first, a look at the big picture. Iowa Economic Development Authority Executive Director Debbie Durham paid a visit to Washington on Tuesday. Durham said the city faced the same issues as most Iowa communities, but that it was handling them well. So fast forward today, here we are, dynamic economy and what's holding us back, workforce, it's still a population issue, right, and housing. So when I come to a community like this, and I and we always do try to get in a little early, and so we like to drive the community and see all the places you don't usually show us on a tour. Uh, but you know, the good thing about this community, there really isn't much of that, right? Uh, your neighbor, you know, you're building houses and you're using a lot of different products. And I love that uh, you're using our LIHTC program because I will tell you in a lot of communities, this word affordable is a stumbling block. Wedge director Mary Audia said she was happy to have Durham in town. Debbie's an amazing woman. Um, she's extremely resourceful. And what we've seen around the state and in the many years that she's served in this position is that when Debbie comes to a community, she will look at issues that the community might be having or individual businesses and really become kind of a matchmaker for resources where she can line us up with different grant programs or different funding programs, or even different networks of resources to help solve issues in a community. That's the big picture. We'll be back with the local news right after this. Todd Hahn Construction is an award-winning custom home builder with a 28-year history in the greater Iowa City area. Hahn's goal is to build you the finest quality custom home while providing you with a positive experience along the way. It's one of the many reasons they've been named the Iowa City Area Home Builder of the Year time and time again. A custom home is more than just a house. It's the culmination of a dream and years of hard work. Todd Hahn Construction makes that dream come true by always putting you, the customer, first. For more information, go to ToddHahnConstruction.com. That's T-O-D-D-H-A-H-N Construction.com. The Washington County Sheriff's Office is leading a push to make city ordinances more uniform across the county. Sheriff Jared Schneider said more standardized codes would help enforcement. It helps our deputies if we can get ordinances more uniform across those contract towns. Some of them aren't you know, things that come up all that often, and then we have to refer back to seven different ordinances to figure out, you know, what's exactly in there for us to be able to enforce their ordinances. Schneider said any actual changes would fall to city decisions. It's kind of up to the cities to determine how they want to move forward, because at the end of the day, it's their ordinance. And I think that's where we've maybe, you know, had some struggles in the past making them the same is, you know, each makeup of city councils might want something a little bit different in their ordinance. And at the end of the day, we, you know, ended up with maybe seven different curfew times. And, you know, for our guys out there trying to enforce that, then they have to keep all of that you know, separated in their mind. Kelowna City Administrator Ryan Schlaba said it would be a long process. The goal is not to have any community not be able to create the ordinance that they want, but maybe there are some that that we could that we could craft a more um, 
uniform regulation on. We're very early into that step, and uh, we have an intern that is going through and compiling those uniform ordinances and those ones that have differences and outlining what those differences are, you know, whether we can come together to craft something that's uh, more uniform, you know, time will tell. The Washington County Board of Supervisors has finalized its budget for fiscal year 2023. County Budget Director Cindy Sin said the 7.08% increase in property taxes was reasonable. The important part, I think, is our property tax asking. And overall, I think our our budget was pretty conservative. Overall, the uh, property tax asking is 7.08% of an increase which is pretty much in line with what the cost of living is. Supervisor Jack Seward Jr. said he was pleased with the proposal. We try to do the best we can to provide the, uh, the services that people in Washington County need. That's a balancing act sometimes. And all the work that we've done is a tribute to all of the elected officials and department heads in the county. Salaries for elected officials were more controversial. Supervisor Bob Yoder was the lone vote against a 20% raise for county supervisors, despite supporting it in December. If I had to do over again, I would have never voted for that much in one year. But, and I uh, have, have had a lot of mixed feelings about it. I took a lot of grief about it. It was so much so fast. That was the problem. You could explain it to your blue in the face. It, it just didn't matter. People still couldn't understand it. Two to three year period of time, that would have been one thing, but it was all one year and that was what the problem was. Leaders from around Washington County held a meeting with representatives from the Canadian Pacific Railway on Monday. The company hopes to merge with Kansas City Southern, a move that would greatly increase train traffic in the county. The meeting brought some tensions to light, including complaints from county engineer Jacob Thorius. So I would say in the past, you guys have had some important notice notification efforts of letting us know when you're working on tracks. It's like the day of or all of a sudden we find out and you've already closed the road. I'm going to just kind of stay on this, go back to uh, an incident in Rubio at a crossing. There was court notification. You guys had a detour traffic for two days because you were tearing out tracks. And I told you what I wanted back in for the approach sections because you were tearing it out because it's my road according to Chris Clough. The Iowa DOT that you guys put in asphalt. I wanted concrete back in there so we have a better crossing throughout the future. And you guys made the choices not to do what we wanted to do. You didn't want to work with us. It's so frustrating when you say you want to work with us and then you do actions like that where you don't. County Supervisor Richard Young said he was worried about plans to raise the speed limit for trains from 40 to 60 miles per hour. I know the kids that go by my house because I just live north of the tracks. Some of those little kids do not pay attention. So if a train's going from 40 to 60, they're not going to really know that difference. Bruce Wold, a track inspection director for Canadian Pacific, promised to visit the community to handle those concerns. There's going to be times, honestly, that we're just not going to have that advance notice. But um, I will take that back to my team, though, as far as uh, routine scheduled maintenance. That, uh, you know, we need to make sure we're, we're letting everybody know way ahead of time. Shoot me an email and give me a contact name and number, and I'll, I'll come and meet with whoever in, in the city of Washington. We can go crossing by crossing. More than happy to help get started. Thank you. Yeah, so as far as, as raising the speed, there 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 will be um, uh, a study done. We have to look at sight lines at your crossings. We'll have to look at the signal system uh, as far as your advanced uh, warning.
flying approaches. That's the local news. Stick around for the best news I've heard all week after the break. The election for Washington City Council's first ward is this Tuesday, April 5th. Only residents of the city's first ward are eligible to vote in the election. Polls are located at the YMCA in Washington and will be open from 7 a.m. to 8 p.m. This announcement is an unsponsored message. And now, the best news I've heard all week. Third graders at St. James and Lincoln Elementary in Washington received their own dictionaries last week, donated by Yarrow and Mary Schmeler. The two have donated the books to third graders every year since 2005. Mary Schmeler said it was the best age for the gift. And that's when they, they know, they, they can sound words out, they have reading skills, and uh, hey, they need to. They need to look things up in their schoolwork. Yarrow Schmeler said it was a rewarding tradition. Hey, yeah. we enjoy seeing those kids sitting there and they cross their legs and open their book. They look over at their neighbor. You see this? You see this? And... Hey, it's just great. Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is copyrighted property of the Southeast Iowa Union, which is owned by the Gazette. Call the office for an ad read, 319-653-2191. Don't forget to share the show with someone. We've gained a lot of listeners this last week despite the technical difficulties, and that's really encouraging. If you're new to the show, please share it with someone. Whoever showed it to you is probably running out of people to tell. This has been the Washington Weekly Review, and I have been Kaylin McCain. Have a great week.